Well, congratulations. You made it to the end of another week without being uh, placed in a gulag. Hopefully you'll be able to show up at church on Sunday and hear an authentic, uh, biblically-based sermon and not be uh, carted off to uh, an internment camp. Yeah, okay. I'm being facetious. I'm being uh, a little sarcastic, maybe more than a little. But uh, Fridays always imbue me with a little bit of a sense of optimism because I enjoy my weekends. Church is part of my weekend, and uh, freedom is a big part of my view of life in America. Had the chance last night to visit with a couple of listeners who were interested in becoming part of the PatriotSwitch.com slash Bruce Movement. I'm encouraged every time I talk to you guys, every time I meet one of you, whether it's on Zoom or just in a phone call or whether I run into you out in public, uh, the thing that I hear from everybody uh, without fail is that uh, it's nice to know that I'm not alone. Uh, I share that. It's nice to know I'm not alone. And so as we get to the end of another week, put our work week behind us, the frustrations of the office, the frustrations of a very, yeah, I'll say it, dictatorial administration and their constant inroads into what we're doing. Um, things are looking up. Things are looking up. You get a chance to worship. Now, in the uh, realm of positivity, that's what I have for you on a day where the uh, overwhelmingly uh, standout items I have to talk about, departures from the norm, that's the definition of news, the two things I have to talk about at the top of the show um, fully demonstrate just how depraved our world is and how much evil flourishes. Um, We deal with shootings and murders and, you know, various crimes all the time. The two I'm going to talk about here in the top of the show are, I mean, they're, I'm sure they're not the, they're, they're definitely not the first time they have happened, but they are the first time Um, in a long time that one of them has happened around here. And the one I'm going to lead with is the first time that I ever remember hearing of it happen, although I'm sure it has. Um, They discovered the body of a full-term newborn one-month-ish old infant yesterday uh, in the back of a garbage truck. In Plain City. If you don't know where Plain City is, Plain City is just outside Dublin. You go out uh, of Dublin toward Marysville on Route 33. There's an exit there that's an absolute mess right now and has been for um, a year or more uh, and will be for another year or more uh, at Post Road. And 161, you catch that at Post Road and that takes you right into Plain City. Plain City is a growing community right now. There are at least four major uh, housing developments under construction in Plain City right now. It's a village of about 4,000 people. A couple of years ago, one of the uh, Central Ohio home builders uh, obtained land next to a relatively new elementary school in Plain City and built a development that they expected to take three years to build out. The interest in it was such that it was fully built in like a year and a half and sold out immediately. So guess what happens? One developer cashes in, in an area, every other developer 
realizes, hey, there's money to be made there. That's where people want to live. Uh, we'll build there. So with growth, with expansion, comes all the problems of any geographical area that is expanding. Uh, more more housing, more business, more residents. Sadly, you also get more crime. And so someone um, in Plain City placed in their garbage the body of a one-month-old infant. Um, this is awful, horrible, unacceptable, criminal, every adjective I can apply to it. It is also tragic for the fact that uh, when I became aware of this yesterday through the text from a friend, uh, his text to me was, uh, my family would have eagerly taken that child, loved that child, nurtured that child, protected that child, and raised that child. And I feel the exact same way. And I am sure all of you feel the exact same way as well. Um, so this is um, unspeakably sad, of course, for the infant. But also sad for the person who felt they had no other recourse uh, but to do this. Uh, because uh, they are going to be uh, found, I am sure. And they are going to be and should be punished in jail for a very long time. Uh, I would say they deserve to be in jail for the rest of their life. And their life is ruined too. As I say all the time, when we have a teenager shot, whether it's in Dublin or Franklinton, doesn't matter. The uh, income demographics do not make it any less tragic when a young life is snuffed out and this life had barely begun. At one month of age. Uh, here is the police chief of Plain City talking with uh, WSYX Channel 6. I'm not going to go through the investigation techniques that we're going to use and stuff, but we are actually at this time viewing a lot of video, uh, door, door, ring, door cameras, and also video from the trash truck itself um, and, and, and talking to a lot of people. We know somebody out there knows something. All right, Babies just don't end up in trash dumpsters or trash trucks. So we're asking if anybody in the public would please come and if they have any any ideas of who did this or anything, please come to the police department, call the police department, give us some kind of um, information. We're, we're hoping to learn the sex of it um, and the cause of death. We are, we're dealing with a lot of things right now. We're getting a lot of, inf a lot of calls from people just to, uh, you know, saying they feel sorry for the officers, they feel sorry for the guys that were on the on the trash truck. They're so feel sorry for the uh, the fire responders that responded and stuff. And they're they're giving us a lot of support. Yeah, that's Dale McKee, the police chief in Plain City, and it's just it's um it's hard for me to believe that somebody could have a child who's a month old and that someone around them wouldn't know that. And then if the child is not around anymore. Um, this does not seem like uh, something that someone would get away with. Is it possible the person brought the child in from another community other than Plain City? Sure, that's possible. Nevertheless, the child's being missing wherever the child was from, 
whoever brought it to Plain City and put it in someone's garbage, uh, they will connect those dots and they will find the responsible party. Um, yesterday near Cincinnati, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, three young boys, man, age 3, 4, and 7, appear to have been murdered by their father, who is himself 32 years old. His name is Chad Dorman. The 911 call came in in Claremont County at about 4.15. A woman, the mother, presumably screaming that her babies had been shot, and a little girl, when authorities got to the scene, a little girl running down the road. They don't know if she's part of the family or from an adjacent residence or whatever, uh, saying that... um, well, she said her father was killing everyone. The wife did have a gunshot wound in her hand. Um, and they found the guy sitting on a step outside his house. So the three boys had been shot and killed in their yard. So, you know, I mean, this this the hopelessness that is out there um, brought on by who knows what um, economic conditions, marital strife, drug abuse. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that there is never an excuse for harming a child. Uh, As conservatives, we um, have fought for 50 years to protect the weakest among us, the unborn. Uh, Once they are born, a child's trust in the adults around them is unwavering. And to have that trust betrayed by whoever placed this infant in uh, the garbage to be uh, taken away in the back of a garbage truck. This clearly troubled uh, individual in Claremont County who murdered his three sons. I just can't. There's no explanation for it beyond that it's just evil. And evil is uh, prevalent in our culture and evil is um, overwhelming some people. (sighs) There is, of course, uh, light in our world to celebrate. Uh, Some at the State House, in the halls of the Ohio uh, General Assembly, and some in downtown Columbus uh, this afternoon. No, I'm not talking about the Pride events. I'll explain next. Uh, Before I get into what's going on downtown today, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is uh, putting the Minneapolis Police Department on notice because uh, they're racist. Um, We're going to talk a lot today about leftist strategies and uh, language somersaults that they do to prove their point. Uh, my goal is to try to equip you so that you can say, wait, that doesn't really make sense. I know you're throwing something at me that you think might make sense, but it really doesn't make sense if you give it any kind of a cursory examination. Listen to Merrick Garland make the case minutes ago as to why the Minneapolis Police Department is uh, being branded today uh, by him and the Justice Department with a racist label. We found that MPD unlawfully discriminates against black and Native American people in its enforcement activities including the use of force following stops. Based on our review of the data, MPD officers stop, search, and then use force 
against people who are black and Native American at disproportionate rates. The data showed, for example, that MPD stopped black and Native American people nearly six times more often than white people in situations that did not result in arrest or citation, given their shares of the population. Okay, now that seems like a convincing case, right? Six times they stopped uh, black and Native American citizens at six times the rate of their population demographic. Is there any explanation for that other than police racism? Well, ask yourself, what percentage of a population commits crimes? Now, he doesn't give you that because if he were to give you that, there is a very good chance that the highest percentage of crimes committed in the city of of Minneapolis, just like the highest percentage of crimes committed here in Columbus, are committed by blacks in Columbus in that area, because it's heavily Native American, it would be blacks and Native Americans. It doesn't mean that all blacks and all Native Americans are criminals. It means that because, and there could be many factors that go into this, poverty, desperation, blah, blah, whatever, you can correct, you can, you can identify those factors as to what may be driving people to commit crimes, but it doesn't mean that racism drives them to commit crimes. So if a higher percentage of a certain demographic is committing crimes, doesn't it make sense that you get a description? I got robbed. Hey, I got, hello, police. I got robbed. Who robbed you? Well, a black man robbed me. Uh, A Native American robbed me. Okay, so then the report goes out and they're looking. Who are they looking for? Are they looking for a a stockbroker who's Chinese? Are they looking for an Asian American uh, sanitation worker? No, they're looking for somebody that fits the description. So if more crimes are committed by a certain demographic, ethnicity-wise, it stands to reason that the most number of people who would be stopped or detained would also be of the demographic that's committing crimes. That's an alternate explanation for Merrick Garland's explanation that well, it's racism. You're stopping people. It's They're more blacks, six times more blacks than the total share of the population get stopped. Let's say in Minneapolis, 10% of the people are black. I don't know. Let's just say 10%. So 60% of the stops are black people. Well, if the description is of a black perpetrator, if you're a cop, you're looking to solve the crime. You're going to stop whoever answers to the description of the person who's been alleged to have committed the crime. They don't ever consider that. They don't ever float that as a reason. It undermines his theory that it's all due to racism when he says they're stopped at a higher percentage, but they're not arrested at a higher percentage. They're not arrested at a higher percentage means that they stopped them, they talked to them. Oh, okay, pretty sure it wasn't you. Okay, go on your way. Have a nice day. They never delve into Alternate explanations for the numbers. I'm not disputing the numbers. I'm saying there can be an alternate explanation for the numbers. They don't want to give you the alternate explanation. They don't want to give you the alternate explanation. For instance, here's here's a similar kind of an argument. Uh, Josh Pick joined us Monday, Monday, uh, this past week. And I posed a scenario to him. I said, hey, I see where the stock market is, is uh, up 25%. And it was down 20%. So... The people who lost their money when it was down 20% made all their money back. He's like, no, 
Because if you have $1,000 and you go down 20%, now you have $800. Now $800 goes up 25%. 25% onto $800 is $200. Now you have $900. Okay? So you don't make all your money back. Their explanations do not hold water. They do not hold water. Don't hold me to my math on that because I did it in my head and I did it quick and it might not totally add up, but I'm just saying, if you have $1,000 and you lose 20% of it and then you get 20% back, you don't have the original sum that you had. Now, in downtown Columbus today, you might see people uh, jumping off the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Tower. Uh, No, uh, they're not people who have to uh, who have reached their limit with Andrew Ginther's uh, feckless leadership of the city. <laughs> they are people who are participating in a fundraiser for Grace Haven. Grace Haven is an organization that seeks to end child sex trafficking in Ohio. So you're going to have people repelling down buildings. They've gotten sponsored to repel down buildings. And each person had to raise $1,250 in sponsorships to repel down 330 feet. I have a friend who's doing this with his daughter. His daughter is a, is a climber. She's like a very skilled climber. My friend is conquering his, I'll say, trepidation. If it were me, it would be me conquering my terror. For me to get on a building 330 feet in the air, no chance. <laughs> I mean, if my daughter asked me to do it, I'd do it. Thankfully, I don't think my daughters will. One of them is as scared of heights as I am. Alan Rogers, you're producing the show today. Alan, what cause would you jump off a building backward? You're leaning back, leaning over the edge of a building, rappelling down 330 feet. What cause? If I told you right now, you do that, Alan Rogers, Joe Biden will not be reelected president. Yes. I would do it without a I would do it without a safety harness. I would do it for <laughs> yes. the good of mankind. You sir are yeah, correct. There you go. So uh Grace Haven is raised <laughs> Grace Haven has raised over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. No, I really wouldn't commit suicide to keep Joe Biden from being president. I'll I might if he's reelected. No, I won't, because I the, no, I'm being facetious. But Grace Haven has raised over a hundred and sixty thousand dollars for this event. So if you see people, if you're down there, you're working in the area cheer for them. Give them a hand because they're conquering fear and raising money for a good cause.